Tell me what we talked about if you were in here last week with the high school. What did we talk about last week? Yes, we talked about getting dirty. But specifically, what about getting dirty? What's that? When you're camping, it's fun out in the woods? Okay. We talked about the redneck games. But there was, there was one specific thing. We are what to get dirty? Y'all, y'all are all close. It's not the word I'm looking for. It's not the one I said. You're right, but I'm looking for that one word. Starts with an E. Expected. Thank you. Man, I was wondering if anybody was going to get that. Yeah. We're expected. We're commanded. God expects us as followers of him, as ones who say we have a relationship through the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross and through his resurrection He has an expectation on our lives that we're going to get dirty. And what we talked about when we said get dirty, that means that we're going to serve people. That we're going to go out of our way. We're going to step out of our comfort zone. We're going to do the things that God calls us to do, even when they're not necessarily the things we want to do. And as we looked at John chapter 9, the the example that we saw was Jesus getting dirty. He had a blind man and he walks up to the blind man and instead of just doing one of a thousand different things, instead of just saying, hey, you can see now or hey, there or praying to God, God, please heal this man or just walking away and having him open his eyes. Jesus actually knelt down in the dirt, picked it up, spit in it, made mud, got his hands dirty. Got it under his fingernails, got it in the creases of his hands, in those lines, and then he put the mud on the man's eyes. And the man was able to see after he went and washed it off. You see, Jesus set the example for us. Jesus is the reason that we know we're supposed to get dirty, that we're supposed to serve others. And we talked about how last week, when we serve others, we're going to get a little dirty because, because that dirt reveals the fact that every one of us is sinners, right? That dirt that we have in our lives, that dirt we see in other people's lives, it's there. It's that junk that's going on. It's it's the effects of sin on our lives and on the world around us. But you see, besides the fact that getting dirty is expected of us, there's a couple other things that as we continue to look at the Gospels and continue to look at, at miracles of Jesus, we can see at least two other things about getting dirty. And the first one of these is that when we decide to get dirty, it can be risky. When we decide to step out of our comfort zone, when we decide to follow God, to listen to what he wants us to do with our life, to get out of where we normally are and help other people, it can be risky for us. And that's exactly what we're going to see tonight with Jesus. If you got your Bibles, turn over to Luke chapter 5. And we're going to come upon Jesus. He's in a situation here where he is about to take a very big risk to himself, to his body, to his health just because he decides to serve somebody else. Let's look at what happens here. Luke chapter 5, verse 12. While he was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. And he charged him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing as Moses commanded for proof to them. Now, let's let's start with the most obvious risk 
danger that we see to Jesus in this passage. We've got a man with leprosy. Leprosy is also known as Hansen's disease. It's named after the doctor who, who discovered the, the bacteria that actually caused leprosy. Now, understand in Scripture, when you go through the original text, this term leprosy was actually used for a variety of different skin diseases and skin problems. So we don't know with 100% certainty that this man had what we think of when we hear the word leprosy, but traditional and other historical readings would, would indicate that that's probably what was going on here. And if that is the case, I want to just give you an example, just give you some ideas of what this guy was going through before he had this encounter with Jesus. In fact, go ahead and show that picture, Mr. Billy. These are just a couple of visual examples of people that have had leprosy, and there were some that were a lot more graphic than this. But if you notice, you've got these two guys, and they've got just these, these growths, these lesions on their face. And the, the last one here, this is on a guy's leg, and you've got, you see those just red and discolored lesions all over the place. There were other pictures, guys, of people that had leprosy whose fingers were missing, who were missing a nose, who were missing an eye. You see, what happens is you've got a bacteria. And I'm going to read this to you. It's called the bacterium mycobacterium lepri. lepri. What's the right term? Okay, for those, okay, I'm going to stop for a second. For those of you who don't know, this is my sister-in-law, Miss Kathleen's sister, Rachel, and her boyfriend, Dr. Jones. We, we like to make fun of him a lot with Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. So that's why I'm looking at him because he knows all this stuff I'm talking about. But as far as leprosy goes, understand this. It has a very long incubation period. You can have it for years and not even know that you have it before you have some kind of breakout or evidence of it. It's also not extremely contagious. Now, back during biblical times, they thought it was. In fact, they would go so far as they created leper colonies where people that had this disease, they were sent outside of the city, outside of life with everyone else, and they were only allowed to be around other people that had leprosy. Only other people that, that if they infected them, it didn't really matter because they already had it anyway. And some of the symptoms of this is like you see here, you get skin lesions that are lighter than your normal skin color. The lesions have decreased sensation to, sensation to touch, heat, or pain. And these lesions do not heal after several weeks or even months. You walk around like that for a long time. It can cause muscle weakness. Numbness or lack of feeling in the hands, arms, feet, and legs. Now, some of the complications are what you see here, disfigurement. It physically changes your appearance. People know there is something wrong with you when they see you in the case of this type of leprosy. Muscle weakness, permanent nerve damage in arms and legs, and sensory loss. Some people with long-term leprosy may lose the use of their hands or feet due to repeated injury because they lack feeling in those areas so they can get hurt they've got leprosy they can hit their hand and hit their hand and hit their hand and never even know that they're hitting their hand over and over because they can't feel it so they're actually having more injury to their body than just this bacteria that's attacking them this is some nasty stuff and as jesus is walking along doing what jesus does walking through the city maybe teaching people this guy comes up to him with this nasty, gross disease that we probably don't want. And he says, if you can heal me, I believe you can. Will you do it? 
Now, think about this guy. Imagine if this is, imagine, take the guy in the center there. Imagine this is the guy that comes up to Jesus. Think about the reaction of everybody around him. Because I watched your eyes as these pictures went up on the screen, and most of y'all were, eyes got big and like, that's nasty. And that's our first reaction. This guy is walking straight up to Jesus in the middle of a crowd. Because you know there are people following Jesus because they followed him everywhere. And he's walking straight up to him and goes right to him and starts talking to him and says, Jesus, you can heal me. I believe you can do it. Think about the courage that that took. Think about the shame that that guy had to be going through. Because like I said before, they created leper colonies. These people were kicked out of society, not just home from school sick for a day, you were moved out of town to live with other people that had the same problem you had. That's the shame that this guy is experiencing as he comes up to Jesus. As he falls at his feet, as he gets down and he says, Jesus, I believe you can heal me. Will you do it? You see, the reason that this is important, the way this guy looks and, and the way that he has come to Jesus, the reason why that matters is because that is the same problem every one of us has. Every one of us is sick. Every one of us has a disease as well. It's called sin. And you're born with it. Now, it may not disfigure you. It may not be evident to everybody around you. You may have your sin very well hidden. And everybody around you thinks your life is great. And they don't know the secrets that you keep. And they don't know the times when it's all about you and it's not about God. It's everything we do, say, think, everything we are that seeks to honor us instead of honoring God. That's sin. And we're born with it. And just like this man who comes crawling to Jesus, gets down on his knees and pleads with Jesus, that's the same thing he wants us to do. Because if we can't fix that sin, guess what? Jesus can. He's the only one who can. This man knew that Jesus Christ was the only person who could get rid of his problem, who could heal his body, who could change his life. And it's the same thing for us. We can't do anything about that sin. There is a penalty for that sin. And that sin, that penalty is death. Every one of us dies physically, right? Every single one of us will eventually, except for Jack. He's going to live forever because he's just that awesome. We all die physically. But the penalty for sin, guys, is to die spiritually. You are separated from God forever, for eternity, for longer than you can even comprehend. And Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay that penalty. Jesus Christ rose from the grave three days later so that we could come to him just like this man and fall on our knees and say, Jesus, I can't fix it, but I know you can. Will you? Don't miss that. That's what God wants from each and every one of us. You wonder, what is God's will for your life? It starts with a relationship with him through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross. That's a very important detail we see in this story. But let's keep going. That's not all that we see there. Jesus Christ reaches out. And what does it say he does? 
He touches him. Think about that. You have a leper who is untouchable. He's an outcast from society. People like him are thrown out. And Jesus reaches down and touches him. Can you imagine what that felt like for him? To know that nobody else anywhere around him, nobody else in his world would get near him. They would see him coming and they would stand back. And Jesus steps up and reaches down and touches the man. And it was risky. Because Jesus Christ, yes, he is 100% God, but he is 100% God in 100% flesh, like you and I. He had to eat. He had to sleep. He had to do all of the things that we do with these physical bodies we have. And by reaching out and touching this man, he risked his personal safety. Because Jesus could have gotten leprosy. Now we say, well, no, he couldn't. He's God. He's Jesus. Well, yeah, but he was still just like us physically. That's why he tells the disciples after his resurrection, feel the holes in my hands. Feel the hole in my side. Because he was there. He was a body just like you and I are. And he took a risk. And see, there's going to be times when you have the opportunity to serve people, and it's going to be risky for you. You're going to have to take a chance. And it may not be the fact that you have to go and touch someone with leprosy or help someone who's dying of some kind of horrible disease. It may be that you risk your reputation by going and talking to some people that none of your friends really think are cool enough to talk to. It may be that you risk your safety. You may put yourselves in situations where you don't know if you could get hurt or not. But you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God has called you to that situation to help that person, even though you could get hurt. You may risk your parents' comfort by doing some things that God has called you to do that your parents aren't really comfortable with you doing. My dad, I've been a pastor four years now, full time, and my dad still wants to know when I'm going to go back and take my professional engineering exam just in case this pastor thing doesn't work out. You may be called to sacrifice some things, to risk some things, to put yourself in situations that are not comfortable for you. And there may be times you don't even necessarily know the risk before you get into the situation. The question is, are you willing to get down and get dirty and serve whether it's risky or not? Some of you, actually most of you have probably heard this. I don't know if everybody. A couple years ago, I went on a mission trip to El Salvador. And we were just working on a job site doing what we were there to do. And in the process of working on the job site, I fell and a piece of broken, rusted metal pierced my arm. I had no idea that morning when I woke up that I was physically at risk. And I'm telling you, this, this was a nasty cut. In fact, I want to warn you, this is a little graphic, but I want to show you what this looked like when I got back to the States. Mr. Billy, show that video. Should be on there. It's the IMG one. I could have. 
Okay, that's good. That's good. I just I just really like the grossness factor of that video. That's why I wanted to show it to you. But you know what? When I when I left for that mission trip, when I left to go to El Salvador, that couldn't have been the furthest thing from my mind. I would never have imagined that I was going to put that piece of metal through my arm. Never thought about it. But in deciding to serve, in deciding to get dirty, I took a risk. And it cost me a little bit. Not only that, but what I was talking about there about packing the arm, the, the doctor that I went to in El Salvador decided not to sew my arm up. He, he could have closed the hole, but he decided not to. He said the safest thing to do was to take saline and gauze and, and pack it twice a day. I had to stuff it down in the hole. Actually, Kathleen had to stuff it down in the hole and pull it out twice a day for how many weeks? Like eight weeks? No, three weeks of that. That's right. It was eight weeks to heal. When we got back to the States and saw a doctor about it, he told me that had that doctor in El Salvador sewn up my arm, that it could have gotten affected and I would have risked losing this part of my arm. No clue. No idea when I got on a plane to go to El Salvador what that risk was going to be. There's going to be times when God calls you to serve people. And he calls you to get dirty. And he calls you to bend down where it's uncomfortable and pick up that mud. I'm speaking figuratively here. And get it in your hands. Get it in your fingernails. Get it on your face and all over you. And it may cost you something. It may be a risk to your reputation, to your safety, to the comfort of your family. But if you go back to the first thing we talked about, that's what God expects from us. Because that's what Jesus Christ did. He took risks so that we could know his love and his grace. You don't think being born as a baby was risky? Growing up as a human was risky? Putting his life on a cross. Jesus' risk cost him his life. I pray that's never the case for anybody in this room. But you don't know. That's what Jesus calls us to. That's what a relationship, when we follow him with our life, that's what we may be called to do, is to get dirty and take some risks. And my question to you, are you willing to do that? Are you willing to take some risks to get dirty and do what God's called you to do? It can be uncomfortable, but at the same time, it can be unbelievably fun. I'm serious. Getting dirty, serving people, getting on our hands and our knees and getting into the junk of people's lives can be fun. Think about some of the things that Jesus did. Jesus, with his disciples in the boat, walked on water. That's pretty cool. Jesus with some loaves of bread and some fish, helped his disciples, and they fed thousands of people with one basket of food. That's incredible. How many of you guys like to fish? A couple of you. When I said guys, I meant ladies too. I'm not trying to be chauvinistic here. I'm not such a big fan of fishing. 
Catching, on the other hand, I like a lot. Fishing. When you go out, and it's early, dark in the morning, and you cast that line, and all of a sudden you feel that little tug, and your heart starts beating a little bit faster, and your hand tightens up on that pole, and you feel it again, and you're ready. And then you set the hook, and all of a sudden you feel that fish pulling on that line, and you're pulling with everything you have, and you pull that fish into the boat. That's fun. Did you know in Scripture, Jesus shows some fishermen that serving can be fun? If you turn your Bibles over to, uh, turn your Bibles over to, um, excuse me, I'm finding the wrong spot here. Turn it over to Luke 5. Thank you, Mr. Billy. Luke 5. Let me read a passage to you. And I want to show you, as we see in here, that this is a situation where you've got some disciples, some men who were just doing their thing. And Jesus gave them the opportunity to serve and to get dirty. And then Jesus turned it into some fun for these guys. Let's see what it says, starting in verse 1. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. He asked them to serve. That's all he asked them to do. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let your nets for a, let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when he had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Okay, if you've gone fishing early in the morning, you know by the time you're done, you're tired. These guys have been out on the boat, it tells us, all night long, and they've caught nothing. And they finally get to the shore, they're mending their nets, they're cleaning their boats, and Jesus comes up to them and says, hey guys, why don't y'all take me out? Now most of us, me personally, I'd probably look at Jesus and go, I don't know you. I'm going home and going to bed, I need a nap. But these guys serve. They take him out. And after Jesus gets done teaching, after he gets done exclaiming who he is and, and what God wants all these people to do with their lives... He says, all right, now we're going to have some fun. Guys, throw your nets out. Jesus, we've done it all night. We didn't catch anything. Guys, throw your nets out. And when they do, they have so much fish that they can't even carry it. Their nets are breaking. It tells us that they have to call the other boat out because their boats are sinking There's so many fish. If you are a fisherman, if you like to fish in any possible way, that is your dream trip right there. To have that many fish when you're done, that your boat is starting to sink. You can't tell me that wasn't fun for these guys. You can't tell me that they didn't all of a sudden look at each other and think, I can't believe this is happening. I thought we were just taking this guy out for a ride. I thought we were just going to let him talk. Man, we've got more than we could ever imagine. You see, when Jesus calls us to serve, when he gives us the opportunity to get dirty, it's going to be fun, guys. It may not be the kind of fun you had in mind, 
but it can be fun. Some of you showed up last week for our summer serve on Thursday. And we did some work that some of you didn't find very fun, did you? We went out to Mission San Luis, and we had a couple of our girls walking around with Windex and paper towels and just wiping the junk off of signs. Some of us were walking around with a wheelbarrow, picking up limbs. Actually, we were picking up limbs before we had the wheelbarrow. And then everybody else was pulling weeds. They had two big flower gardens, and we just had to pull weeds. And you know what? We had fun. Some of us had fun. If nothing else, it was fun watching Nick walk around in circles trying to hide all of the weeds with the dirt. But we, hey, we laughed. We made fun of each other. We had a good time out there. And we did it while we were getting dirty. You're going to have chances to serve people, guys, and you have no idea what God's got in store for you. You have no clue what blessing he has for your life simply by your willingness to get your hands dirty. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people on mission trips or camps and different opportunities where they've gone and, and they've, they've helped elderly people or, or shared Christ with little kids at VBS and just the smiles you get to see on people's faces. To know that because you were willing to give up a little bit of your time, maybe a little bit of your money, you were willing to sacrifice and get dirty for the sake of someone else that you changed a life. That's the opportunity that Jesus Christ, that God gives us every single time we decide to serve somebody. He gives every one of us the chance to show his love into their life. If you say you're a Christian, if you say you follow God, you live your life for Jesus, and you tell me that your Christian walk isn't fun, this may not be the right thing to say, but I'm going to say it. I would tell you, you may not be following Jesus. I would recommend you start. Because when you do, it's going to be fun. It may be risky. It may be scary. I've heard so many people, and you've probably heard it too, oh, the Christian life is boring. You've got to go to church on Sunday. You've got to go to church on Wednesday. You can't do these Ten Commandment things. You've got to do these other things. It's just boring. No, it's not. If you are following God with everything you have, your life will be anything but boring. Yes, you will have the mundane, everything, everyday things to do. You'll still have to go to school. You'll still have to go to work. But your eyes will be open to every opportunity that God has for you while you're doing those things. And that's amazing. That's the life that God has called us to. That's the life that he wants for each and every single person in this room. But you've got to take the opportunity. For instance, tomorrow we have another summer serve. And we've got an elderly woman in our community that needs help at her house. I don't even know what we're going to do yet. Little yard work, little inside work. Apparently she has cats that somebody wants her to play with. If you like cats, come tomorrow. It's going to be your day. It'll be fun for somebody. I don't know who. It's not me. But guys, you have the opportunity tomorrow to do exactly what we're talking about here tonight. To give up your time. You have to be here at 8.30 in the morning. Oh, yeah. 8.30 in the morning. 
If you can't be here that early or you got to meet us there, let me know. We worked with you last week. We'll work with you this week. It'll cost you money for lunch because you're going to have to buy your own lunch. I'm not buying lunch for everybody that shows up. And it's going to cost you some sweat. It's going to cost you you have to take a shower when you get home because you're going to get dirty. But I can promise you, hopefully none of you will be at risk of getting hurt tomorrow. I hope. But I can promise you, I can promise you, you will have fun. That's what God wants for us, guys. Hey, take the opportunity to get dirty. Look for the opportunities that God presents you to get out of your comfort zone. If your life is boring, serve somebody. Seriously. If your life is boring, get off your butt and serve somebody. And it won't be. I can promise you that. You look at time and time and time again in Scripture where Jesus walked out of his comfort zone and Jesus did what nobody else would do and Jesus changed lives. You and I are not Jesus, but we have experienced his love if we have a relationship with him. And we have the ability to share that love and to help change lives as well. Are you willing to get dirty? Are you willing to take the risk? Are you willing to have a little fun? That's the life God's called us to. And if you're here tonight and you say, you know what, I haven't been following Jesus because I don't have a relationship with him, you can start that here tonight. It's by telling Jesus, I am a sinner. God, I have sinned and I can't fix it. Your son, Jesus, dying on the cross for me, that's what can. And I ask for his forgiveness. And I ask you to come in and change my life. And I will follow with you, follow you with that life from here on out. That's how it starts. If you're here tonight, maybe God's telling you that's what you need to do. Do it. As soon as the first note plays after I pray, get up out of your seat, walk to the back of that room where I'm going to be standing and come talk to me about this relationship with God. If you're here tonight and you say, you know what, I've got that relationship, but I'm not really following very much, I want to pray for you. Because if you decide to follow him, if you decide to look for the opportunities, he's going to change your life. And in the process, he's going to use you to change the lives of others. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. God, we, we thank you so much. God, I thank you for, for every person in this room, Lord, even the ones who, who came in early today, Lord, just to, to help set up and to serve. God, you have called us to get dirty. And, Lord, my prayer is that every single person in this room, God, we will look for those opportunities on a daily basis. And, God, I know they can be risky, but they can also be fun. And, God, I pray right now that if there is anybody in this room that doesn't know you, that doesn't know how to get dirty and serve others because they don't know how to follow you yet, haven't given their life to you. God, I pray that you will show them that right now. And God, I pray for everybody else in this room has a relationship. God, I pray that you will give us the courage, the boldness, the strength to follow you every single day, to get out of our comfort zone, to get dirty, and to change lives the way you've changed ours. 
And if you're here tonight and you got something going on in your life and you just want somebody to pray for you, when you came in, there was a green card in your seat. Just write down your prayer request on that card. And when the music plays, come put it in this basket up here on your right side of the stage. Because we will pray for you. God, we love you. We thank you for who you are. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and sing, guys.